Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Too much banter and it's not for everyone. Welcome to the Wise Men Say podcast. It's Thursday, which means, as ever, it's preview time. Matthew, that is not my words. That was the words of a lovely review we had last week of our usual Thursday pods with myself, Roy Fallow, and Matthew Keelan, as ever. Um, Matthew, back with us after um, your disappearance on the reaction pod because you went to Paris. Uh, are you feeling feeling refreshed now that, since your break? I am. It's great, Paris. Like, had a really nice time. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I really enjoyed it. Had a, uh, a lovely time. Lots of lovely food. Lots of uh, lots of great, great walking. Actually, lots of, lots of walking. Lots of tourism was done by me. And uh, yeah, I did try and send a clip on Saturday, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was uh, banished. Forever by you, Gareth. You were censored. Well, brings us nicely on our things of the week, which Paris is firmly in. Worth mentioning as well that Garn and all the variants of won last week's yeah, thing, of the week. thing of the week. Yeah, Garn was thing of the week. I think it narrowly beat um, oat milk. That is, I have a chai latte now. Oh. Keeping it, keeping it all on brand and Oatmeal that is firmly in our things of the week um, and as well the bit on Alan Partridge. He's watching his book. Get Pope. Any shouts? It looks like porridge. Lovely stuff. Um, but that not many things. It, not many of our things because we've not been together as much. Oh, it's, it's put a dampener on the things. Um, <laughs> my wife is delighted to, to know. It's halted our momentum, but I'll tell you whose momentum hasn't been halted. That is Sunderland's momentum after Max Power slammed in that last-minute equaliser. We're joined by Gary Foster, um, journalist and, of course long-time contributor to Wise Men Say. We're here to talk about the Fleetwood game and, of course, preview Coventry, arguably the biggest game of the season so far. Gary, would you agree a point gained in the circumstances on Tuesday night, or do you think more that it's an opportunity to make up extra ground on those teams near the top, an opportunity that we've missed? Um, I think before the game you would have said that it was a draw was probably uh, two points dropped but given the circumstances of the game and given the circumstances of how late we actually equalised then I think it's a point gained I think we'll have a better picture uh, after the weekend's game of Coventry just how good that point was um, if we can get th- three points against Coventry and I think it'll be an excellent point or excellent four points from two games and puts us right back in the running I think for an automatic spot Yep, I mean, hard to disagree with any of that. I think in the circumstances, Matt, I've got to really echo what Gary said. I, I think we all went into the, all this, these two games, Fleetwood and Coventry, thinking four points yeah. is good. And maybe 
you know, <laughs> Coventry, I'm not saying going to beat Coventry, but hopefully it's just going to happen maybe the opposite way around to what we expected. Yeah, I was literally was going to say that just then. I think as well, it could even, if, you, if you're going to get four points from the two games doing it this way around, taking the three points from Coventry as well might, you know, is, would in, in hindsight be better than taking them from Fleetwood. Not that Fleetwood aren't in and around. They are, I think, three points behind us with the game in hand. Yes. So they're not going anywhere either. Which is obviously normally it's a testament of the job the manager's done there, but I don't want to give him any praise whatsoever. So no, he's, he's had far too much airtime this week, so we'll definitely move past their manager. Um, but like you say, they're in and around as well, so it's not losing to a promotion. You've, you know, you've got to consider Fleetwood promotion rivals going off what you were saying there, Matt. So think of it in that context as well. Um, it, fairly difficult night, especially that first twenty minutes. Defensive-wise, I thought, Gary, we looked a little bit lax. Jordan Willis took a while to get into the game at fault for the for the goal. Well, not fault, but got skin for the goal and nearly let Fleetwood in within the first two minutes with a bit of a mistake. But I guess his recovery and looking a bit stronger as the game went on until he ran himself into the ground and had to be substituted is testament to the character in the team at the moment isn't it that Parkinson has installed since the end of that difficult run and you know we're battling through games aren't we and we're, we're just making sure that we're coming out with with something at least aren't we yeah I think it's a case of giving credit where it's due I think um, myself and a few others were fairly critical of Parkinson when he first came in and the way we were playing um, now that they're uh, doing really well I think it's only fair to give them praise that's not me changing tune it's just the fact that it is what it is they were doing terribly they've changed things they're doing really well so fair play at them and fair play at them for keep going right until the very end because it's not so long but we might have let our heads drop there mightn't have been a self-belief there and Fleetwood they thought they'd won it and uh they might have been right not so long ago, but thankfully we kept plugging right at the end. I think we put them under a lot of pressure, which was helped by them trying to waste time and just trying to nullify the game and just spoiling tactics, really. But like Matt said, we're not going too much into uh, that little chap that used to be up the road, because um, I don't like to swear. So <laughs> we'll move swiftly on. But yeah, no credit to Sunderland for keep going. And it, it, it's got to be a positive that they didn't give up and they rescued something from the game. I'd given up, to be honest, when Watmore, he sort of went through and scuffed it and he just kicked it out of play. That was like, uh, that must have been the 95th minute. And it was sort of, ah, that, it's gone now after, after that. And I, it, that was like really, it almost sensed like a deflation around the ground, like, because he was in a really good position. And it was like, ah, oh, shit, what have you trailed out of play? It crap, wasn't it? It was like a real, like, damp good, but. And then absolutely fair play to them and obviously power getting the goal. Like I think I tweeted the other day that no one deserved it more than him. He didn't have the best game on the ball. At all. Like by the first half, especially didn't have the best game. He just keeps going. He's got an engine. Like he will, he, barring any injuries, he, he would be able to play every minute of every game, every season, because he just keeps going. His fitness is incredible. Yeah. And he was one of the ones who was shown shown that fitness for a while as well before the new fitness coach came in and has got a lot of players up to speed. Before I move on from power, though, I think that, just want to echo what you said, Matthew, about it. it's such a captain's performance, wasn't it, to drag the team through that. Like you say, not necessarily the best game on the ball. I thought he was second-guessing himself quite a bit in the first half where there was like raking passes he likes. But he did do one or two of them, but he was hesitating to do them, playing a little bit within himself, but... 
again, like Willis dragged himself into the game more. Power did that, and he dragged the rest of the team along with him. And you do love to see that. And is I quite like this celebration. Now, at first he obviously like went nuts, but then all the rest of the players were still celebrating in the corner, and he was the one running back the halfway line. Part of that might have been the fact that he was on a yellow card, so he didn't want to like maybe like risk running into the crowd. But part of that is just like the professionalism that he shows as our captain. There was a really interesting moment when Hume and Flanagan in the first half were like having a proper shout at each other, having a right go. And Powell was like kind of in the middle of them and he just let them. And then you just saw him go, right, pack it in now, lads. Like, we've got a job to do here. So just uh, as, as, as a captain, I think he's I think he's doing a fantastic job for us. Um, speaking of players doing fantastic jobs, I thought on a difficult night, Maguire had a really good game. Gary, yeah, you know, never scared to look for the ball, get his foot on it, keep keeping calm as well which is hard to do in those games and his quality just even like I say on a difficult night like Tuesday it does just shine through doesn't it yeah and I mean he, he was really close with that effort that um, hit the bar was, as well wasn't he but I also think there's been a big turnaround in, in Maguire I think because he he sort of I don't know if it's the right word to say but Ross Jack Ross when you heard him talk about Maguire he always mentioned like not letting him get too big for his boots and reining him in a bit and what have you and of course when Phil Partinson first came there was all this talk about him being out of favour and he could be on his way a bit like McGeady and he'd stepped over the line and that would be like sort of sport new but I think since then the attitude that he's shown has been absolutely spot on and, and even more so than it was possibly under Ross you've got to give credit to Partinson for that as well because uh, Maguire doesn't tend to be drifting in and out of games as much now. He's he's involved for a lot longer. I don't think we saw that in the second half, especially on Tuesday night. That you know, like you say, he kept looking for the ball. He wasn't trying to find somewhere to hide, which maybe he's done in the past when it wasn't going his way. But he was right up for it on Tuesday night, and he has been for some time now. Long may it continue. Yeah, massively, massively agree. Um, yeah. No, sorry. I just, just just quickly on Maguire. Just he. Um, well, he's having less of the. Oh, he's having one of them games, and I think that that on Tuesday night last season, maybe or even earlier in this season, would have typically been one way to got himself sent off or got involved in some stupid off the ball things because he's getting frustrated by them wasting time. By instead, he just showed them up. And he, he, the thing he did with the goalkeeper we were talking about yesterday was just fantastic, wasn't it? If anyone didn't see it, the goalkeeper was taking an edge to take every goal kick badly as well. He, he kicked the ball in a very strange way. Um, so Maguire, I think 09 did it a couple of times, put the ball down for the goalkeeper, who would then pick it up and move it somewhere else into the box. So Maguire, being Maguire, put the ball down in the box, picked it up again <laughs> for him and put it in a different area of the box. So I just love him. He's just great, isn't he? It is really great. And that, that is why we love him. There was an inter- He was um, interviewed on the club website, um, went up today, and he said an interesting thing about he always sets himself targets for goals. And I think he said the best he's got in his career is 17. And I think he's got he's got ten goals at the minute. And he was saying, you know, I think I think I can beat that. So just that little extra factor with a player like Maguire, who, in, I mean, it's in the best possible way, can be you know driven by that little bit of arrogance, that swagger, basically. Just got that little extra thing motivating him. Can't be a bad thing as well because it's not like he'll be selfish necessarily and shoot when maybe a better passes on. But when when you're in form like he is as well, that's that's not a bad thing to have. Um, Goals-wise as well, and, and making goals, it's, it's interesting the opinion on Charlie White coming out of the game. Me and you, Matt, kind of agreed that 
he, especially in the first half, he ran the channels quite well and won, won some good fouls and had quite an unselfish performance, as, as yeah. he often does. Um, do you think... I, I don't know, there's a lot of people saying that he didn't play particularly well, though. Do you think it's maybe time for him to come out the team? or I, I don't have really any criticisms with Wyke. He maybe should be getting more goals, but I think his all-round playing, his unselfishness and his opening up space for others has been broadly broadly good I think well, I agree with you I do uh, but I think what what like great on on a lot of people not not great as such but I think what the frustration comes and it does for me to an extent is we put a lot of crosses into the box and because he's not that type of forward he's not there and I think if we had are you going to want to say Will Grigg because Will Grigg has also played for he hasn't but Will Grigg hasn't played for us when we've been playing like this no, he's never played for us in form. And there was a, and the, but the types of crosses you're putting in, the penalty spot, the flashing across the face of goal. I, I'm not gonna, I'm not saying. By the way, drop Charlie White and play Will Grigg on Sunday, but I am saying that that wouldn't be a bad idea. No, well, there's obviously Lafferty waiting in the wings. Gary, maybe not fully fit, but. I don't know what, what what's your what's your thoughts on White at the minute? Would you would you be keeping him in the team? Do you think he's is there room for improvement or do you think he's doing in this Phil Parkinson team with the role he's expected to play do you think he's doing as much as he really can I think there's room for an improvement I think like Matt says we want to see more goals from him I thought he took his goal very well last weekend um, so hopefully that's given him a boost Um, but it's hard to say without knowing what Phil Parkinson's really told him he wants to do if he's doing the role that Phil's asked him to do then keep him in the team and we'll have to get the goals from elsewhere. But I think it's interesting that on Tuesday night, Fleetwood had done the homework, seemed to work out about Hume and, and Gooch, which has been our key area, really, for the last couple of games. And it sort of nullified us a little bit. Um, so then you've got to look at Charlie to say, right, well, they've nullified the threat there, then we need you to win and, and start getting uh, on the score sheet. Um, I think I also agree with Matt again, twice in a show. It's not uh, not many people do that. <laughs> but Craig, I don't think we've played. I know he hasn't had the best of times at Sunderland, and I know he's he's got to take responsibility for some of that. But we've never played a system that suited a player. We brought this player in for a lot of money, and then played a system that didn't suit him for a long time under both managers, under under Ross and under Partinson when he first came in. But I think at the minute, the way we're playing, the system we're playing, we're trying to get the ball in the box a lot more. I think it might just suit him, and I'd certainly consider bringing him off the bench. As for Lafferty, well, until he's up to speed, then you can't really look at using him as a, as a starting role. It's got to be impact off the bench, I guess. So, for now, if Charlie's doing what Phil's asking him, then I guess I would stick with him and see where it takes us. Charlie and Phil, a lot of familiarity for you. <laughs> no, I think... Um... The, uh, the 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 issue is, I think, with Wyke, is he's centre forward, and if he's through on goal, I'm, I'm never backing him to score. Not even after that lovely, well taken goal against Bristol Rovers. Well, I mean, it was, I, the goalkeeper's dive was the slowest dive I've ever seen. <laughs> Did he even dive? Well, I don't know. Someone tweeted something, and someone I don't know who it was, but if you're listening, it was great. Said it looks like something from the halftime challenge. <laughs> 
does actually <laughs> looks like when like the dad falls over chasing the kid actually doesn't it that's a really good way of putting it um but you mentioned gooch and, and hume there as well gary quite frustrating game from gooch and hume's been a little bit i'm, I'm quite a big fan of denver hume actually but he's been a little bit quieter recently and we were talking about this the other day matt given his sort of like level of experience with hume <laughs> Is it time to take him out of the team? I don't think he will because obviously we know Parkinson sticks to his starting level and we've not even seen Declan John be on the bench. But young, relatively young player who's not played a massive amount of games, he's going to go through dips in form. Is it not time, not to say, right, you're playing crap, get out of the team, but just, you know, rotate him for a bit. You need to do that. You need to look after young players like that, don't you? Well, I don't know what's happened in training or, uh, or what have you, but uh, Declan John does doesn't seem to be anywhere near the team I think they've sent like David Attenborough out to do a film on the lesser spot of Declan John and, and he's hiding in the foliage outside the training ground but it, in all seriousness like we've brought this kid in on loan so we must rate him unless we've seen someone in training that we now think oh our scouting wasn't as good as we thought but if he's here to play games then you know I'm not saying drop Jen for Hume but at least put John on the bench and if Hume's not having his best game or, or it's not working then let's have a look at Declan John let's see if he gives us something different if he offers us a different option and, and it, it might just keep spur Hume on if he gets he gets pulled in one game and John goes on he might think I've got to go again I'm not comfortable in my position I've got to go again and give a bit more yeah. maybe we haven't actually signed Declan John yeah, have, have, we have definitely signed. Actually, I don't know what he looks like. I don't know if I've seen a scarf pick or, a, you know, holding up a top or anything like that. I don't think I've seen him. I'm not sure he exists. Maybe we've signed him and maybe he got lost. Maybe he was, like, trying to make his way here and he's just... He got lost amongst them huge trees next yeah, to the oh, academy. Lovely, lovely niche little throwback there. I mean, on well, on that note, <laughs> I think that wraps up our... Yeah, yeah. Throwback Thursday. That wraps about wraps up our Fleetwood chat. Um, so we're gonna have a little break, and then we will be back to preview the Coventry game. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome back to the Wise Men Say podcast. Before we talk about the Coventry game, we are back in the familiar plugs section as per usual. Uh, from the terraces, are you going to place for all your match day gear, uh, for your jackets, your tops, your jumpers? And speaking of jumpers, Matthew, and speaking of Paris earlier in the show, you were rocking quite a, a lovely looking uh, jumper when you were over in Paris. No, it wasn't a striped one though. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know one of the one of the lovely from the terraces jumpers, lovely burgundy one, has been to Paris with me. Uh, You're taking the brand international. I am, and uh, 
It looked very nice, I must say. Myself. <laughs> it was. It was a very good, very good, it was very well-posed picture, so credit to your wife, Becky, for taking that. <laughs> I know. It, she does she just take a good photograph, much better than the ones that I take, <laughs> that I take of her, which is very much a, a running joke we have. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm thinking about buying some more, actually, from the terraces clothing. Well, if you, if, you, if you are thinking about doing that, you need to get yourself onto From the Terraces and you need to use the code WMS10 to get 10% off your basket. Pop that in at checkout and you get lovely 10% off your lovely jumpers, your jumpers, your tops, your gilets of this world, of this world, of this yeah, world your Gerards, your Lampards. Um, and as well, the Peacock, as you know. Gareth and Stephen are back there pre-match doing once a month occasional shows. Um, before the Gillingham game, they're going to be joined by Darren Williams, who if you've ever seen Darren talk, always excellent crack. And be inter- you know, we've not had him on the pod or doing a live event for a while, so it'll be interesting to hear the goings-on of the current team. And as well, I'm sure if you've got questions for him, he always gives a good answer. He's always got some good tales to tell. So that'll be the Peacock with Darren Williams on March the 7th before the Gillingham game. And I believe Gareth and Stephen are planning a one for April. Guests. I've heard rumoured guests. I'm not going to say who it is because they're not confirmed yet, but I've heard a, ve- a very strong, as they always are, it's not a diminished Darren Williams in any way, but another excellent guest for um, whichever fixture it is that they're doing here. But I don't think that's even been confirmed yet. So keep your eyes and ears peeled for that one. But make sure you get along to the Peacock before the Gillingham game on March the 7th. But before that, lads, very pressing matters. Coventry, Gary, biggest game of the season, would you agree? Um, it's definitely a big game. I'm not sure about biggest game of the season, but it's definitely up there. Um, I think credit where it's due again. Um, I think Robbins has done an absolutely superb job there, um, particularly given the fact that they haven't really got their own home at the moment and that and all the constraints that that brings. Um, so he's doing a cracking job, but hopefully he doesn't do a cracking job this weekend. And uh, Because there's a bit of history, obviously, between the two clubs, so hopefully we stick it right up them, as they say. <laughs> Well, hopefully, indeed. You mentioned the lack of home thing. Matthew, do you think that's going to be a big factor, especially with, you know, I know it's 12 o'clock on Sunday now, but there'll still be a horde of the Red and White Army travelling down. Could be a big factor, that, couldn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think it's three and a half, about three and a half thousand, I think. There's only 200 tickets left. I saw right. a tweet Chris Waters put up the other day. I was saying a couple of weeks ago that Coventry don't use the home end at yes. St Andrews, um, and I think there was a there was a picture on on Twitter of um, of Rotherham on Tuesday night, didn't they? And there was some beef going on about, oh, is that all you brought away, and is that all all your home support's pathetic and stuff? And I think they'd only opened one stand, Coventry, um, for the Tuesday night game, which in itself was was a big game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I know it was Tuesday night. Rotherham obviously had a smaller a smaller following, but. If they've only got one stand open, you, you you know you can almost turn that into a home game atmosphere, especially if you're behind one of the goals, which which you are at yeah, St Andrews yeah. if you've never been. Um, I think it'll have a hu- I think it'll be a very weird atmosphere, a very strange. It'll almost feel like a, it won't be a friendly on the pitch, but it'll almost feel like a pre-season sort of thing. Like, like when you play like a Scottish club in pre-season, you play like Kilmarnock. Um, I, I do think it'll have an effect. I think we just need to make sure. I think an early goal on Sunday really makes a hell of a difference to, to the way to the way it pans out, especially with the momentum we've we've got as well. You know, the fact that we're coming off that late equaliser as well against Fleetwood, hopefully, like feed into it and keep us going. But turn into a home atmosphere and an early goal will really make a feel like that because you know. 
aside from Tuesday where we scored right at the end, we do tend to like nab an early goal. Like, you know, we saw like what that did against like Wickham and Lincoln, Rochdale. First minute, wasn't it, at yeah. Oxford? Yeah, exactly. We, we tend to like just ride the wave, don't we? Um, but you mentioned that the Coventry played Rotherham in midweek. Hell of a result for us. The fact that that was a 1-1 draw, pretty much perfect. That means a win will move us above Coventry as well. We'll only go above them on goal difference. Depending on how Rotherham get on on Saturday we could go less likely I think because of the goal difference but we could move above them on goal difference as well so six goals I think yes yeah, I think they're plus 25 and we're plus 19 aren't we um, so it's going to be weird isn't it Gary as well because you don't often get in League 1 playing the next day and knowing like what's required from you like having that like little bit of extra pressure do you think do you think that's going to play into things at all it can go one or two ways can't it, it can, if, if Rotherham get a good result or don't get a good result is that more pressure on us to then perform or um, you know is the fact that we dear afterwards and know what we've got to do does that help us it's a difficult one really which we'll only really know once uh, final whistle comes on Sunday but in terms of like turn, like Matt said like turning it into a home game and, and atmosphere and stuff like that don't like everybody must know that like Rotherham and Coventry whatever they say they're going to be looking over the shoulders now they weren't a couple of months ago. Nobody thought, like, oh, Sunderland's the biggest club in this division. Nobody thought, like, Sunderland's nothing to worry about the way they're going at the moment. And probably written us off, I would imagine. We had, you know, some of us thought there was no chance, myself included, yeah. I've written everything yeah. off, Gary, to be fair. So, but they're going to be looking over the shoulders now, thinking they're on some kind of run here. And if a club the size of Sunderland gets momentum, we've all been there, we've seen the good times, we've seen the bad times, but... If we get some kind of run going and we start to build up a momentum and a belief amongst the players and the fans, then we're going to take some stop. And, and Rotherham and Coventry will know that and they'll be looking over their shoulders. They will. They will indeed. And I think the one thing that maybe Coventry will have, maybe keeping, not the one we looking at us too closely, is the fact that we're third in the form table. Coventry Coventry actually joined up with Fleetwood, funnily enough. So that maybe will keep them sort of like going as well. I think it's Rotherham at the minute who are the ones sort of not faltering because they're doing fine, but the one who are, you know don't maybe have that as much momentum um, behind them. Would you agree? Yeah, they had that um, when we beat Oxford. The drew, did the draw or lose to Wimbledon at all? Drew with Wimbledon, I believe. Um, and obviously they've had the draw. On Tuesday night, yeah, they seem to be they're not state you say they're not stuttering, but they're having like one of the like the the lesser free flowing yes. periods of yes. the season. So they almost seem to be grinding out things rather than playing particularly like really well, which is obviously you know you that gets you promoted. So and that's what we've done to an extent over the, a couple of our away games. Um, but yeah, Coventry have only lost three games as well, and they've started to really turn them into to wins as well I think yeah I think similar to us it's, it's fine they they look to be like sort of just levelling that form at the at the right time and interesting thing as well their home form and our away form are very similar if you look at the home table Coventry are sixth and in the away table we're sixth as well so it just shows like all these like this different like different things like how evenly matched this has gone into doesn't it and it could mean for an either very entertaining game where there's loads of goals and loads of like 
by League One standards, free-flown football, or both teams just cancel each other out, and it's, it plays like it, it plays with the sort of pedestrian nature of a Sunday afternoon, where your hangover's still there a little bit, but you've not quite had your Sunday dinner yet to sort of like put you over the hump, couldn't it? So <laughs> it'll be interesting to see. And you know they've got some some decent players. Matt Godden is their top scorer with thirteen goals, and uh, Maxime Biamu, I hope I've pronounced that correctly, with eleven. Um, I don't know what this, the crack is on the injury front with Coventry, but in terms of us, is we touched on changes earlier. Gary, is there anything you would change going, forgetting like what Parkinson would do? Is there anything personally that you think that you would maybe tweak? Um, possibly um, scouting in for Dobson, maybe. Nice. Um, any, any particular reasoning? Well, I, I mean, Dobson's kept going at the end, and, uh, but sometimes I just don't think he affects games as much as he possibly should. And uh, Scowen's highly rated. I know we haven't seen a great deal of him, but also you've got the fact that Dobson's like walking a tightrope with the yellow cards as well. So if he does get suspended, then you would imagine Scowen's going to be the person that comes in from anyway. So it might be worthwhile having a, more of a look at Scowen and just getting him more familiar with the, the team and, and how we play on a match day and just maybe freshen things up a little bit yeah. I agree I would I would make that change I think obviously Dobson's played well in the last few last few weeks uh, I thought he was poor on Tuesday though uh, he, he looks like to be honest he's ran himself into the ground he just looks dead in his feet to be honest I think that was that was um, evident in, in the, certainly in the second half on Tuesday and I, I think with the, with the, it all looked a bit like that. To be no, fair. no, they did on nine, especially. In a, but I, I think, given the nature of, of how Dobson is as a footballer, if he isn't in the top of his fitness, he's no point in being in because he's not the most gifted footballer. The whole point of him being in the team is like he's Harrier. He'll win the ball back for you, but it, he's like it's his track and back. It's his ability. He, oh God, he's like covers a lot of ground, and if he's not going to do that, then he, I think he needs to come out of the team. So I, I would bring. Bring Scoward in again. I don't know a lot about him, but he did reasonably well when he came on against Oxford. Um, yeah, he did. He did. He did do well in that game. I'd be, I'd be tempted to keep Dobson in. I think against Bristol, he's coming off Bristol Rovers. He's coming off the back of his best game for the club. That's worth bearing in mind. Oh, I missed it, so it, oh, yeah. so it didn't happen. <laughs> didn't. <laughs> didn't no, nah, the points have been voided. But I think I would keep Dobson in. I think the change I would make would. The one I'd be most tempted to make would be rotating Hume, but I'd be worried about the fact that Declan John hasn't played. Apart from that, I'm, I don't subscribe to that. Lafferty should be starting. Does any, anyone else no. agree that Lafferty should be? Not really. Gary? No, I, th- I don't think he's fit enough at the moment and he hasn't had enough minutes on the pitch, so I, I don't see what that would give you. I think at the minute he's best off coming on as impact sub. Yeah, yeah, I would totally agree. While he gets that fitness back up, and even though Gooch was a little bit frustrating, I think I think Gooch just has those games now and again, doesn't he? And you write it off, and you know he could have an absolute worldy on Sunday, couldn't he? Yeah, I think a lot of it wasn't particularly his fault either. He was nullified very well by by Fleetwood. He was he did fanny on with it a bit quite a lot, and it, but he like you're going to get that. Like, he's he's been outstanding for well for a long time, to be honest. All season, really, he's probably. I know he was injured for for a while, but I would, you can't be taking him out of the team, like because he. Well, who'd you who'd you bring in? Well, you're looking at Watmore or, or Semenyo, who flattered to deceive for me on Written on Tuesday. Yeah, get that get that one, mate. 
Written off. Semenyo. There we go. Just so we can clip that when he scores the goal to get us promoted. (laughs) (laughs) But it's obviously a very, very huge game. Is anyone bold enough to stick their neck on the line and say, if we win on Sunday, we're promoted? Not a chance. This is Sunderland Football Club. (laughs) Come on, Matt. I'm, I'm relying on you here. Yeah. If we beat Coventry, we'll get promoted. Yeah, yeah. Is that is that genuine or is that yeah, is no, that? Is. I think if we beat the, I think we beat these. Look, we beat these. We got Gillingham at home next week, and then Bristol Rovers away. We'll beat the. We'll beat Coventry on Sunday, which is a big like it is a big ask. It's going to be a really difficult game. We'll beat these. We'll win the league. Yeah. I'm, I'm tempted to agree. I think I think if we win, maybe that's me and Matt being a bit younger than you, Gary. Not to bring your age into it, but the fact <laughs> they finished 15 <laughs> somehow. Is it still mathematically possible for us to finish 15? Someone tweet us and, and let us know. But no, I agree. I think I think if we win, we're, we'll at least finish top two. Given I think our running's quite kind. Obviously, we've got that Rotherham game, which could be huge on the last day. And we've got Peterborough. Gillingham will be a tough one. But aside from those three, that's still seven games where, if you're serious about getting promoted, you should be taking all three points. So I think if we, if we get through this big test with all three points, it's promotion for us. And I'm going to go bold as well, score prediction-wise, and say a clean sheet, a 2 nil. I'm going to go for... I, I tend to go for a lot of 2-0s, actually. I'm, do you know what? I'm going to go one better. I'm going to go one better. 3-0 win. 3-0 win for us. Really early one to start things off, first five minutes, and then last five minutes to really seal it. Anyone else? Gary, do you want to give us something equally stupid? Well, I'm pleased you changed yours to 3-0 because I was going to go 2-0 and I'm sticking with that, so fingers crossed. Any, anything anything outlandish that might happen in the game, though, just to, just to put some sprinkles on the ice cream, so to speak? Um, Coventry to really water the pitch before the game to stop us playing football very good and probably a terrible referee as well I'm sure Matt well they're all terrible aren't they do you want to know what my prediction is Uh, I'm going for you know when we lost to Coventry 5-4 at home last season I think we're going to beat Coventry 5-4 on Sunday, <laughs> do you want to do you want to give us a bit again, a bit more the flavour? Well, not the flavour. The flavour is chaos, chaos, chaos flavoured game. But come on, give it. What's 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 going on? Uh, goalless after sixty-five minutes. Two-two <laughs> 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 heading into injury time. Will Good comes on. Oh, great! This is the best. <laughs> What? Scores a hat trick. Oh, great. I mean, it's written in stars. Get, get, get. It's written somewhere, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> it's written off. Oh, right there, right there, right there. <laughs> written off. There we go. There it is. Just to make sure that got picked up. Just so we can clip that as well. Maybe it's a little sting. Um, but we will probably be back for a reaction of some kind following the game on Sunday. <laughs> Gareth and Stephen will be back as usual on Monday. And then I believe it's us again on next Thursday because there is a Manchester special coming up as well oh yeah I I believe that's the week after is it maybe so we've got one more week of the idiots doing the preview show Um, and then, not forever. Don't, don't worry, everyone. Anywhere. Well, well, you may be sad to hear that we're not going anywhere. Um, yeah, I, I can't remember. Tweet Tom Walsh at, at Walshy. Something, care. something, something. Yeah, exactly. We don't care. That's our that's our week off. But anyway, we've got a hot footed off because we're going to play five aside now. Thanks for listening, and here's the three points on Sunday. <laughs> Oh,
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.